0: This is the podcast by The Straits Times.
1: It is the Double Feature Movie Podcast time again. I'm Jonathan Roberts and this week I'm with Chao Suan. Hello. Hello. Now usually I just tell you to step on the gas, but because Suan's here, rather than telling you to step on the gas, we'll do the old song, the old school song. A it's is for, for apple. apple. G G is for Google,
0: S is is for
1: Spotify. And if Double Feature Movie Podcast isn't on your top podcasts in your Spotify Best of 2019, try and get it there for 2020. And it's Christmas, so five stars or nothing else.
0: No pressure.
1: No pressure, yeah. Anyway, two films this week. Jumanji, The Next Level, and Netflix's The Night Before Christmas.
0: Ugh, again.
1: There's one review in. Okay, <laughs> do you remember Jumanji, Suzanne? The
0: 1995
1: one. Was, don't tell me how old you were then, but you know,
0: <gasps> I was one. Good just, God. just for the record, yeah. Remember, I, I feel like growing up, it was actually a film I really liked, which is why when they made another one in 2017 and then another one again this year, I was like, I'm not watching them. They're going to be terrible.
1: Now this one, I was a bit apprehensive because Kevin Hart is a very, is a very acquired taste.
0: No, honestly, I thought it was going to be terrible. And then I saw the cast list, which is
1: quite all-star. No, this is, I mean, aside from the four from last time, which is Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, Karen Gillan, Jack Black.
0: There's Nick Jonas and Aquafina. Well,
1: Nick Jonas was in the last one. I'm amazed you didn't watch it, given your Jonas addiction.
0: You know, the Jonas Brothers is apparently my most listened to artist of the decade.
1: I'm not surprised. There's a lot of people in this. And, of course, the Hound from Game of Thrones, Rory McCann. And the main cast is joined by Danny DeVito and Danny Glover Mm -hmm. as two irascible old men. Fantastic. Just my demographic. (laughs) I was amazed. This is a great holiday movie. Really? Yeah. It gets around some things very well. Basically... Mm. How do you stop The Rock and Kevin Hart just being The Rock and Kevin Hart again? You get them to be other people. Kevin Hart is doing a spot and impression of Danny Glover, and The Rock is Danny DeVito. No. So essentially what happens is that you remember the original four, which was Spencer and Martha and Fridge and Bethany. They all come back. Spencer's feeling a bit despondent, so he breaks out the old Jumanji video game again, which was supposedly destroyed the last one. Mm-hmm. He's put it back together. He goes back in to feel something again so fridge and Martha go back in so what they weren't banking on is two old men being in the house Danny DeVito and Danny Clover who are having a bit of an altercation mm-hmm. so rather than Rock being all action and knowing how video games work he has no idea they have to explain to him multiple times that they're in a video game even after all the explanations he's still saying Who's Jumanji? It so, actually
0: sounds like a really interesting It's great. It a, it's a
1: really sets the dynamic off differently. Yeah, aside from there's a great adventure in this, they saw so that in the jungle, the desert, ice peaks all over the place. And, you know, it's a standard thing, you know, they've got to get to the end level, rescue the jewel. This version of Jumanji is being ruled by Rory McCann. So suppose the last time where Kevin Hart could basically do Kevin Hart squawky kind of running around he's now very slow he's now well Danny Glover and he takes so long to explain things that people get killed they've only got three lives each so having these two old men who don't understand what video games are they find themselves prone to dying a lot I mean it's it's odd to see Colin Hanks again because Colin Hanks face is very peculiarly young yet old at the (laughs) same time he's in this kind of area of middle age where that's a young man's. Oh no no no! It's an old man's face. Okafina is in it hilariously. It's great that the rock is able to poke fun at himself. In short, Jake Kasdan, who's also the screenwriter for this, uh, I think he's done a fantastic job. It's really, really brought everything together. The effects are pretty good. I mean, they're not spot-on special effects, but they work in the sense of it's kind of a video game anyway. There's some very angry ostriches in it, which are quite interesting. Ooh.
0: Uh, it's pretty interesting because yesterday just before you went in to see it you were not excited oh this for was
1: it. a Schrodinger's cat of a movie in that until you actually go in this could have been both awful and good and it turns out to be good
0: but with so many star I mean so many big names and so many stars on this one was there anyone that you really thought was a standout
1: uh, to be honest I, I was very impressed by Kevin Hart mm. I thought it was able to that comedy of Dialing down his pace massively. They'll be able to get humour out of it. I thought it was great. But yeah, this is very much the ensemble and it's a great fantasy movie. I think it's going to be... If you don't fancy the Frozen 2 thing, then until Star Wars comes out, you've got this. Jumanji, next level. Go watch it because it is the next level. It really has taken it up. It's wonderful to see a sequel that is better than the original. Well, better the original of the reboot, if you like.
0: Okay. No, it's,
1: it's better. I enjoyed it all the way through. The only problem I had with this film is that it takes a bit too long at the start. Because you know the premise, and you'd want everyone, you know that these kind of real-world people go into Jumanji and they become rock, and The Rock, Kevin Hart, Karen Gillan, Jack Black, all that. You you kind of think, how much exposition do you need? How much setting up do you need for this? It kind of goes on a bit. You rather them just get zapped in quite, straight away but once you get past that five minutes ten minutes or so it's rocks all the way so rocks all the way no pun intended I'm surprised I, I'm pleasantly surprised
0: yeah you look really surprised
1: no I, I was I was I mean to be honest I'd watch Karen Gillan
0: anywhere yeah you know oh. So if I was going to look, watch something over the weekend, do you think this one's something I'd actually like?
1: Well, if you're going to watch something over the weekend, you've got really good choices. Knives Out is still really good. Do go see Knives Out. If you want to stay in, spend a few hours, Irishman, I still recommend it. It's an acting masterclass.
0: It's three hours long.
1: It's three and a half hours long, Ugh. but it's still got quality there. If you're looking for the fun, you're spoiled for choice at the moment. But yeah, this is well worth catching.
0: Okay, might actually go and catch it despite my reservations.
1: Now, talking about reservations... Ugh,
0: can we not?
1: Kind of the reason that I brought to him for this. He likes torturing it's, me. It's our annual tradition that only started last year, that we watched the Vanessa Hudgens Netflix film.
0: Oh, goodness.
1: So, we watched The Night Before Christmas, Oh, now <laughs> on Netflix. And if oh. it's
0: even possible, it's actually worse than last year's.
1: So, the tradition that we've had uh. for... All of one year, it's not really a tradition, but we just thought we'd try again, is that we watched the Vanessa Hudgens Netflix f- movie. Last year, it was the Princess Switch, I believe. But
0: Yep. And nice. somehow this year's A Night Before Christmas manages to be worse than last year's. Hey, I don't know how.
1: Next year, next year, Princess Switch switched again. Vanessa Hudgens, <laughs> three roles. She's actually in the new Bad Boys Movie with Will Smith. She's part of Will Smith's new team. I just saw in the trailer. In terms of people that you'll have heard of in this, it's essentially Vanessa Hudgens. Um, Yeah. Vanessa Hudgens is Brooke. Yep. She is the most wonderful person in the world who lives in a Christmas village, apparently.
0: And like for some reason lives in like a A hundred room mansion. Yeah.
1: By herself. No, no, she's got all the problems in the world, apparently.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Boyfriend cheats on her, father and mother die.
1: Wait, wait, wait. did the boyfriend cheat on her or did he just leave her?
0: No, he cheated on he her. He cheated. Which her 10-year-old her niece somehow decides to voice. tell Santa. Randomly, by the way, while she's sitting on Santa's lap. Santa, can you get my aunt, Brooke, a new boyfriend? One that won't cheat on her this time. I Such a bad way to preface that whole plot.
1: Let's Let's go into plot then. Aside what from, plot? Aside from the old Vanessa Hudgens and her many woes. What plot? Well, there is a plot. You can't be so mean to this. <laughs> it's, it's Christmas. It's a Christmas film. So... It starts off, which confounded my theory when I saw the trailer that, oh, is this guy Knight of Old or is he had amnesia? Or is from a Renaissance fair and has been knocked out or something. No, you're told very quickly. So Josh Whitehouse plays Circle, who everyone pronounces it as Circle.
0: Yeah, American accents in Circle. Circle. Don't worry.
1: Circle. So he's a knight in the 14th century. Quite how he survived as a knight in the 14th century, seeing as he looks about three stone wet. He's a a very slight chap. He's got large eyes, though, which is probably why he connects with Vanessa Hudgens, with her large, doughy eyes. Um, What? No, they're both... (laughs) Wide-eyed, they've both got big, glary eyes. Anyway, he is a knight of old in 14th century England, where they all apparently have really good glazing going on because all the windows are in. Which can't be... I mean, to pick up on factual (laughs) inaccuracies in such a show, I don't know, it seems a bit mealy-mouthed, but they didn't have windows then! Surely there's another castle that you can find that has got no windows, some ruin. It's
0: like writ trim and everything.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, windowsills, the whole thing. It's one of those films where you look at the wrists, see who's left a watch on. (laughs) So there's some pre-celebration to his brother getting knighted, and he goes off into the woods where you have to wonder, is that real snow or have they really covered everything in fake snow that much? And it's like that foam spray. So I don't know, it could have killed a whole forest with toxics.
0: Yeah, basically. It just looks like those little styrofoam balls.
1: Yeah. Uh, but he goes into woods and then he meets this woman who's in the middle of the woods for some reason. And he's kind of nice to her says, you want to get out of the cold? And then he starts calling her an old crone.
0: Which is so offensive.
1: <laughs> old crone, please get to where somewhere's warm. The old crone. It, it is a good phrase to say to people, I feel. You know, Enough, old crone. <laughs> Whatever the gender, just tell people an old crone. <laughs> and then she suddenly decides, right, for your generosity, I'm going to send you to the future.
0: I'm going to send you on a quest to discover what it means to truly be a knight. Right. And this truly being a knight, by the way, is not fighting a monster or anything cool like that. You've got to fall in love with Vanessa Hutchins.
1: It's a noble quest that many a knight would take up. Anyway, he gets transported to whatever (laughs) year it's set in, in this kind of super Christmassy town that is so... uh, Everything looks like it's made out of gingerbread. All Christmassy knitwear and everything going on. And Vanessa Hudgens is a teacher. She's single, of course, because the boyfriend cheated on her. But she's the most wonderful teacher in the world. She gives her students' life lessons. She helps out all over the place. Everyone loves her. And then this night turns up. Then they kind of forget about what the quest is and they just go shopping, it
0: seems. That's the really strange part about the whole film is that it really just, it just watches like a vlog. Like they just go about their daily lives doing things. They forget the plot halfway through. They're not walking towards this quest. They're not falling in love. They're just buying dinner rolls.
1: Let's go to a diner. Here's how you work the Alexa. Let's go buy a tree. Would you like to come to the Christmas fair? You could say they've got chemistry, but the chemistry would be cryogenics. <laughs> Is it not just a basic of acting that you should be able to feign attraction to somebody? Yeah. I mean, well. everyone can feign attraction. I mean, the famously couples that hated each other that feigned attraction to each other. Sybil Shepherd and Bruce Willis in Moonlighting. Not a reference that you'd get.
0: Nope. <laughs> although, although I, I, Moonlighting is on my list.
1: I, I I don't understand why it's got such a high score on Rotten Tomatoes because the first time that we tried watching it, oh, I had to stop.
0: Yeah, we we gave up. It, it
1: was just there was nothing in it at all.
0: And the worst part is it wasn't just boring. Like boring, I can handle. It was frustratingly bad.
1: Frustratingly like, boring.
0: That too. <laughs> But it was it was actually bad. Like there were so many points where I was actually cringing so hard.
1: And it might be interesting, if there was any of that culture clash. Mm. Even Thor, you remember Thor when he goes to the diner with Natalie Portman and he, he, he smashes his glass on the ground. There's not even that. He, I think he calls the waitress a crone or serving wench or something. Or wench. one of those a wench. That's it. You know, yeah. one of those old school kind of things. And then he quickly apologises for it. But no one really takes offence. No one's really out of place in it.
0: It's very strange, because actually, like, there is one great opportunity for humour, and they just missed it entirely. Like, he gets used to being, what, like, six centuries in the future so quickly. Like, he just I know, I
1: mean, gets it. Google, when I first saw a Nesp- Nespresso machine, I was confused. I did not know how to work it at all. I was like, Where did the pot go in? It's so frustrating and confusing. He's just sitting everything. It's fine with everything. cars he's okay with.
0: And that's kind of the point of the film is that he's transported into the future, right? So you need to milk that to some extent. You can't just basically forget about the main plot of your film. No, I found it so confusing because the main plot of your film is about this guy who travels into the future and then halfway through, well, actually, no, in the first, like, 10 minutes, you forget the plot and he just is a normal guy who lives in the current times. Like, where is that tension of, like, The fact that he's travelled six centuries forward. Well,
1: it kind of lacks tension. It lacks romance. But he's got to complete his quest, aka fall in love, by midnight on Christmas Christmas Eve. Eve. Well, we won't spoil it for you, but will you guess what happens? (laughs) (laughs) This Brooke character has got way too many woes to try and make her seem interesting.
0: And the worst part is that they drop all these like things that she's supposedly miserable about, but they never get into it. Like, they just mention that her boyfriend cheated on her, mention that her father dies. But like at no point is she actually sad about it.
1: It can be unrealistic, but you've got to have some stakes. It After the last Christmas, I, I, a Christmas rom-com is an open goal. Romance, Christmas, it goes together. People want that little ember-like glow of... Potential and oh yes, everyone comes together at Christmas. Warmth, togetherness, love, and this—this this just has a big blanket of artificial snow over the entire thing.
0: And that's—and that's why I struggle so hard to find a redeeming factor about this. Like, I'm not going into it expecting some like incredible, like I don't know, art house film or like you know critically acclaimed cult favorite. All we wanted when we when we sat down to watch it was a nice, cute movie to watch. But I'd like, also if,
1: say, get someone who looks like a knight.
0: Exactly. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, there's no redeeming factor because even the casting was so off. Like, he did not act like a knight. He did not look like a knight.
1: I mean, even again, we'll go back to Thor. When Thor takes his shirt off, you go, that's a Viking. <laughs> when he takes his shirt off, it's like, oh, oh, are, are you ill? <laughs>
0: No, exactly. Like, I'm the demographic who should be into this kind of stuff. And the moment I set eyes on him, I was like, oh, no.
1: I would say that this could be visual wallpaper. It's too bland for wallpaper. Seriously, there's a whole middle section in this that just has no consequence whatsoever. And it's just people going about the day.
0: Yeah, all I can say about this film is that I wouldn't even watch it, even if I had nothing better to do.
1: But don't worry, next year... Princess Switch 2. We'll be back again to review Princess Switch 2. Anyway, as I continue to torture swan with that, that's where we'll leave it. Do join us again next time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me, Sven.
0: Can't even say thank you this time.
1: Well, that's very, awfully mean of you. And until next week on another double feature, goodbye.
0: Bye. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcastsbh.com.sg. At you can also check out more podcasts on various topics at the Straits Times and the Business Times online.